Send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate to turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden that they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Beloved listeners to Graceful Warrior, the podcast where faith meets fortitude. I'm Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you, one step at a time. Join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of the world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing the warrior within. Are you ready to rise higher and embrace the light? If so, grab your sword. Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, warriors. So how do you like the new site? I hope you're able to check it out. The Lord had just been tugging on my heart to go back to what he has trained me for, what he has brought me in as a woman of God, and... Man, there's just such peace inside. So I hope you like the site. I hope you like the new title. I thought it just, what a clash of a name, Graceful and Warrior. I mean, they're they're so different and they're so opposite of each other. And I absolutely loved it. And so here we are, Graceful Warrior. So I want to talk about hand-to-hand combat in prayer. And I know we often think that prayer is only a means of communication to God. It's where many bring all our worries and woes and confessions to him. But is that all prayer really is? I don't think so. See, as I've done this study, I started going over and I was like, well, what do most people pray about? As I looked, I saw that most things that people pray about is help, either help and direction, 
help because they're they're sad about something they don't know what to do help in danger of course and helping in family situations whether it's sickness or or bringing the prodigal child home well we also look at prayer as just straight communion with god but what does that entail and prayer we also look at healing but healing can go into that help category but the one thing that I found that a lot of people don't recognize is prayer is hand-to-hand -hand combat in warfare. We come to realize that if we only look at prayer as the top three that I mentioned, besides warfare, then it's just a circle that we create that stops us from seeing more than what prayer really is. E.M. Bounds, he's an author, and he was part of the Methodist Church at one time. He said something pretty cool, and he said, God shapes the world by prayers. The more praying there is in the world, the better the world will be. The prayers of God's saints are the capital stock of heaven by which God carries on his work upon the earth. And I sat there, and I thought about that for a while, and I was like, wow. He has a pretty good point. The more that we pray, the more that things change in our world, the better the world is. Which actually goes back to my fourth item on the list of prayer, warfare. If we don't pray about the things that are going on in our earth today, all across, pretty amazing concept and yet how many times has the Lord told us already to pray without ceasing our priorities of listening to God in prayer and talking with him more all throughout the day has become absent our government isn't to blame it's us the believers we have laid down our weapons and have walked around like everything's all good we're at peacetime we have laid down our spiritual eyes and ears and we don't walk by faith to see what's going on spiritually. To change the world we live in and to change how we live in it. We have to get back to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat in prayer. Prayer changes everything. And the lack of it, well, we see what it does. Look at our America. Look at your country. So what is prayer? Praying is like talking to your best friend. The Father will never tell anyone what you say. He keeps all confidentiality. He knows you better than you know yourself. So coming to him with mm, those little white lies is just not going to work. What does the Bible say about prayer? Jesus says pray for one another. He set an example for us on what to pray. He prayed for his disciples and he prayed for every generation to come that would follow him. See, his prayer was that God protect and strengthen them as long as they, they were in this world. He knew the dangers in this world. He knew who was roaming about. Jesus also prayed for those who would come to believe in him through the gospel message all throughout John chapter 17. 
Jesus also tells us, pray with faith. We know the infamous verse in Hebrews 11 that says, so you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. And then we have to pray with worship and reverence. Psalms 99.5 says, Exalt the Lord our God, bow low before his feet, for he is holy. We have to pray knowing that no matter how far you roam, your connection with him can never be lost. And why is that? Because if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, your faith is your Wi-Fi connection to the Lord. Pretty good, huh? I made that one up myself. <laughs> See, this is what I've gathered as I was doing this study, is that by prayer being that hand-to-hand -hand combat, and what I mean hand-to-hand -hand combat, I'm not saying your hand against the enemy's hand. No, I'm saying your hands together. That is combat right there. When we bow our, bow our heads, when we bow a knee before the Lord, and we see all the pictures on Pinterest, and I've seen a lot, and I'm sure you have too, of all the warriors that are kneeling before the Lord and all the, the pictures and posters that say that the devil whispered in my ear, you can't handle the storm. Or the ones that we see where it says he's taken a knee. And it doesn't mean that we are weak. It means the battle's just beginning. See, prayer is powerful. If if E.M. Bounds can say that prayer changes things in our world, how much more will prayer be that effective in the spiritual realm? See, now, as I began to look at our armor, and I looked at just the two pieces of, of the sword and the shield. Because these are the things that are, are used in the battle, right? The sword is the word of God. The shield is to protect us from the things that the enemy tries to throw at us, which is our faith, right? But if prayer is like we just went down a few scriptures, if prayer is our worship, and if prayer is the communion with the Lord, because it is both. See, God enables us with the sword and the shield. And when I was doing this study, he showed me, I'll give you the sword and the shield. But it, there needs to be a part that comes from you too, which is your worship. And which is your communication. Because without our part in it. Our sword and our shield will just continue to lay there on the ground and collect dust. We have to pick it up. We have to worship the one true living God who gave us the weapons. And then we have to take the sword, which is the word of God, and prayer and attack the enemy. I'm praying scripture. Through worship, we have worship leaders that can lead such an immense prayer or such an immense worship time with the Lord. That brings us in that attitude of prayer and coming before the Lord. See James 5.16 through verse 18. James says the prayer of a righteous man 
is powerful and effective. And then I thought about Elijah when he said that. I was like, yes, prayer is powerful and effective. You know, the older generations, the ones that were born in the, you know, in the 30s and the 40s that were around when massive and holy inspired anointing revivals came throughout America. And they saw people get up out of wheelchairs. They saw people being healed. Why don't we see that today? God is holding his hand back from these miracles. Why is that? Because the people, the body of Christ, we lack belief. We lack faith. We lack the fact of going to the Lord. We are a generation of people that has not seen the mighty, awesome hand of God. But prayer, prayer is so powerful and effective. And that is one of our flaws is that we were like, we want to see God do miraculous things, but yet we can't even get down on our knees and pray. Elijah was a praying man. Elijah was a man just like us. The difference with Elijah is that he walked with the Lord. There's many of us that don't walk with the Lord. And he prayed earnestly. I mean, fervently. He was like, as, as a grandma prays for the grandchild. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And guess what? It did not rain on the land for three and a half years, you guys. Do you have that much faith? And then again, later he prayed. It even says in the word, I think that the Lord, the Lord even said, pray for rain. And Elijah said, I'm not going to pray for rain until I can't remember what it was. But then again, he prayed finally, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. So see, God most definitely listens to prayers, answers prayers, and moves in response to prayers. You know what? Whenever I go to the Lord in prayer, I often think of one line that the Lord had said. And he says, there will come a time when my people will worship me in spirit and in truth. And that that has stuck with me. And I first learned about that statement by watching uh, The Chosen. Because I hadn't, I wasn't in the New Testament in my reading yet. I was still in the Old Testament. And when I, when I saw that and heard that, it affected me in a big way. And I was like, to me, it said, I needed to come to him honestly. There was no sugarcoating it. Like we're trying to lure our parents into allowing us to have that special treat at the store or, you know, the way kids do that to the parents. That I needed to come to the Lord truthful and wholeheartedly, not like just some halfway job you know well i'm supposed to pray so yada 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 and okay i could check that box on my christian list i did that for the day no he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth it is with with everything within us to come to the lord the the, the immense power of prayer 
has overcome enemies. We look at, at David's life and we see what David did. And Joshua, what he did. Psalm 6, 9 through 10 talks about the, the power of prayer, how it, how it has overcome enemies. It has conquered death in the Old Testament in 2 Kings. It has brought healing in James 5 and defeated demons in Mark 9. See, if we can totally grasp the powerful and effective tool that God gives us, and it's not us. It is God that answers the prayer, that makes the prayer become so effective, so powerful. We have to begin to cry out to the Lord about any and everything. And the one thing that we need to be crying out for is our children. The enemy is coming for our children and, and he is taking them by the thousands. He is taking them and slaughtering them in the abortion clinics. He is slaughtering them through, through the border trafficking. He's slaughtering them with these parents that take them in for all this gender mutilation. And yet, what are we doing? Not praying. Not coming against it. Not doing hand-to-hand -hand combat. Not praying the word of God. So I challenge you, I challenge you daily, take five minutes a day. And if you don't have, can't think of anything to pray about, well, look at the four walls that you have around you. Look at the food on the table, the food in your fridge, the vehicles that you have outside. Go look in your closet, look at the clothes that you have hanging up. People in Somalia or Africa or Colombia. These people hardly have any of that. We could start by being thankful for what we have. Even the Lord has said, come to him with thanksgiving in your heart and praise in your mouth. Start there five minutes and thank the Lord for what you have. And then start praying for the children that don't have anything and the parents that are trying to fight for their kids. Start praying against the abortion clinics. Start praying that the Lord will put his hand up at that border and to stop the his human trafficking. Start praying for the kids that are crying out in pain overnight because of what these men are doing to them behind the scenes. If you don't have anything to pray about, well, we just gave you a list. Go to combat. Go fight, warrior. Pray the word of God. Look up scripture. Start looking it up and saying, I need to know about fear because I am so fearful. Start praying against the spirit of fear. Start praying against the spirit of Jezebel that is coming across the United States. We need to pray. We need to take up arms and pray. And we need to become that graceful warrior who doesn't just sit around and do nothing. So I hope I've challenged you. I hope I've encouraged you. I hope I've I've left you with the, a thought to go, wow. See, prayer is more than just saying thank you and bless our food. Prayer is your part. 
that we have to do in order to fight and to take back America. Pray with worship, pray with reverence, pray with faith, pray for each other. And above all else, give thanks to the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. So I hope I've inspired you. Have a blessed rest of your week. Keep looking up and just say thank you to the Lord. And remember, he says, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Isaiah 43.1 You walk out that door today. Take up your helmet. Take up your sword. And let's go to war. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey constant growth and transformation as well as challenges but stay strong stay courageous and let your grace shine bright as ever if you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode be sure to subscribe to graceful warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at captivate and share the light with others who are seeking god's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits about.